Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realize that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing, or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Louise and Val from Les Amis de Animo. That's it. Is that pronounced correctly? There's any more, yeah. There's any more. Uh, my French is uh, fairly rubbish, but uh, thank you, thank you for putting me straight on there. Louise, can you tell me first off uh, what Les Amis des Animaux does? What does it, what's it set up for? So our main objective is to help all abandoned, uh, ill-treated, sick animals. We mainly work with two SPAs in the north of Tarb. One's Azurex and the other's north of Tarb. Um, we're contacted, uh, probably not daily, but quite often by people at the refuge to say they've got a dog or a cat that's in need of fostering. So we take the dogs, cats out of the refuge, put them in a foster family so that they can eventually be adopted. We're also contacted by various individuals who have either found a dog or a cat or the owner has died. So our main aim is to adopt as many dogs and cats as possible. Okay, so just dogs and cats, no other animals? Yes. yes. Okay, fair yeah. enough. It's best you concentrate on what you know best, I, I guess. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, thanks for that, Louise. Now, Val, uh, you're also an English lady living in France and you're a member of this organisation. Um, um, what's your story? How come you live in France? Ah, well, we always thought we would retire to France. Um, we used to come here all the time on holidays and... Uh, we went to different parts of France, and one year we came down to uh, a village called Madiron, which is where the wine comes from. I don't know whether you've heard of it, but there's a lot of Madiron wines, and uh, we liked it. Is that and why so you went we to that region, so for the wine? Did you go? <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good reason, yeah, they're pretty good wines. But um, we did this, so we came back and a couple of times and decided we'd look for a property here. That was... Um, 17 years ago when a lot of people I think at that time were coming over to France so uh, and we've been here ever since and never regretted it we loved it and we came with um uh one cat from from uh when we moved over I've always been we've always liked cats and and had cats and uh, I got involved because a friend of mine was helping with the refuge this was about the same time as Les Amis was set up, but I got involved through the refuge and helping the cats there. We used to go down and and um, try and socialise the wilder ones, groom them, whatever. And then um, I got involved with Les Amis and uh, one thing led to another. And I now um, am mostly in charge of finding foster homes for cats. And this time of year, kittens. We just awash with kittens um, and so many, particularly this year is bad because of um, the situation with COVID-19 and everything. Um, there have been a lot more abandonments than usual. So cats will be abandoned. Uh, cats will be abandoned with their kittens. Kittens will be abandoned without their mother, sometimes only from a day or two old. And then we have to find fosterers who are prepared to bottle feed, which means night feeding for two or three weeks. And uh, and uh, and then after that, we have to try and find homes for them. So, um, uh, plus the ones who 
um, like you're the mother of, of the, your own cat, the ones who are run over and not killed, but have bad damage, maybe broken legs or injuries. Um, just uh, yesterday, um, we had a little kitten that was brought in. Um, it had actually been run over some time previously with, had very bad leg damage, too bad to correct. So um, he had his leg amputated yesterday and I've just had a video from the lady looking after him with him hopping happily around on three legs. He's uh, even climbing onto things. He's fine. So it's very rewarding, but it takes a lot of time, but very rewarding. Yeah. And of course, you're, you're a volunteer. So how many volunteers have you yes. got in the organization to help? Uh, there were seven, seven volunteers. Seven and we on basically the work seven. Yeah. Yeah. On the constant. On the actual. We've also got different members as well. Yeah. Yes. But we, um, we basically work seven days a week, Twenty is about 20 hours a day. No, some well, people switch off at two o'clock in the morning and others switch on many, at six in the morning. So. <laughs> it does, does take do. you over. It does take yeah. you over. And Louise, yeah, can, I, can, Louise can I ask, uh, is there anybody paid in your organisation or are you all volunteers? No, all volunteers, all of us. And have you got um, premises at all? No, we don't. Oh, yeah. So your homes um, are full of cages with animals and animals hopping around. Exactly. Blankets exactly. and <laughs> yes, yes, and donated food. And do you live close together? Do, are you all in the same uh, town not, or village? Not really. No, definitely not. We're quite spread out. I mean, uh, Louise lives closer to Toulouse. I live in Madiron, which is down to towards uh, Tarbes, and. Uh, um, other people live, on, one person lives near Condom, and, and we're quite spread out, really. But thanks to the wonders of the internet and uh, whatever, we and Zoom, yes, <laughs> especially recently. Facebook and Facebook. And Facebook, yes. Most of what we do is done through Facebook. Fantastic. Louise, can I ask you how many animals do you help every week or every month? Oh quite a few uh if i give you if you give, give you some statistics we've um since our last agm which is in october so october 2019 we've actually had 110 adoptions uh 148 dogs uh in foster uh we've uh, currently we've, we've currently got about 38 dogs in foster uh, 42 in lifetime foster, which means that they're permanently in their foster home. They're either too old or too sick to be adopted. So the foster family keep them to the end of their life, basically, and we pay for the bills. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we've got quite a, quite a few. And we've got 30, I think so, 38 in foster at the moment, waiting to be adopted. That, that's dogs, isn't it? So, no. Is, is that that's just dogs. for dogs? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Dog. Well, just to, just to um, top up on cats, uh, last year we homed uh, 73 cats and kittens. And this year we've already homed 64 and we're only into August. So we shall have more than that. We've got 37 cats and kittens at the moment in temporary foster care. And we've got nine senior cats in lifetime foster. So... Uh, uh, but it's a busy time at the moment. Quite a few animals. Season. Quite a few animals, yes. And all the animals, dogs and cats, are sterilised before they're adopted, unless they're too young, in which case um, people have to give an undertaking and a deposit to have it done. But um, to try and get a, a handle on the cat 
uh, situation with feral cats, definitely. Every town in France, especially, has got that problem, haven't they, with feral cats? Yeah, absolutely. And and our town had um, a scheme whereby they were rounded up to be neutered (laughs) by by people from the council, you know, for a bit, um, because the problem was so so great. And we're always hearing stories of, you know, plastic bags. Oh, I know. Uh, We know. We actually see the plastic bags. Yes, it's it's awful. But um, some, it is getting a little bit better. I think there are some big organisations working with the mayories and the communes to do exactly what your commune did, to have round up. And once you've sterilised, then, you know, you have a stable population. It's, um, it works, you know, it's good. Okay. When you're rehoming dogs and cats, what sort of people are you after? I mean, obviously, somebody that wants a dog or a cat, but uh, how do you do you vet uh, the people at all before you yes, give them away? Yes, we, we do. There's definitely, we always do a home check um, before. So either we know foster families, so we contact them. We've got a list of foster families who permanently foster, or people contact us via our website and say we're interested in fostering. So the first step is to do a, a home check. We've got people all over France. I think we, we're in 20, we're fast in 20 different departments. And we've got home checkers all over France as well who volunteer to go along. So definitely, yes. And what sort of checks do you do? Oh, there's about a four-page uh, four questionnaire uh, asking about the family, the environment, if they've had pets, uh, how to deal uh, you know, sort of in an emergency. Do they know all about the issues with dogs and cats? must handle the money and fundraising you know, to, to pay for this service, presumably, because you don't sell the animals, do you? We have a, a contribution fee. We don't call it an adoption fee. A, con- a contribution fee, which basically pays for um, the other sterilisation, because uh, all dogs uh, are chipped, vaccinated, uh, had tick and flea treatment, so there's a basically a fee that covers that cost. Um, a cat. Uh, let me think. Hang on. Uh, a cat. Well, if you wanted to adopt a kitten this year, um, we'd ask you for 120 euros, which covers the cost of um, chipping, two vaccinations, flea treatment, and um, worming. So uh, um, just about covers the costs. But uh, if you wanted, we do have cats which are free. There are always cats who are um, either um, they have a disability or they're too old or um, there's some other problem. And we're just pleased to get them into a home. Um, So, uh, And, of course, the older ones, the lifetime foster ones are, are free and we pay their bills as well. You're listening to Human Stories with me, Tony Lloyd, and I'm talking to two English ladies, Louise and Val, who live in France and they run Les Amis des Animaux, the Friends of the Animals, a charity that rehomes cats and dogs who are in trouble. I asked them about the vet spells. To give you a figure, since yeah. last October, um, I think we spent nearly €80,000 in vet bills. Good grief. Since, since, oh, no. since when was that? Say that again. When was that? Since, for, since? Last, since last October. So, so you, you're turning over about 100,000 a year. 
Uh, I think this year we're probably going to reach 100,000. Last year we reached 80,000 in, in vet bills, and this year probably 100. The first year when I took over, um, I think the vet bills were something like 12,000 euros. So it just shows how much we've grown in the last five years. So we need to raise a lot of funds to, uh, to cover the vet bills. People are listening to this all over the world. Um, what would you say to them uh, about helping you? Uh, if they like to help us, uh, they can easily go onto our website, www.lizemidesanimal.com, uh, and they can click on the donate button. It's either via PayPal or um, or by they can pay by credit card, uh, both secure, um, or they can just uh, contact us on our Facebook page. Um, we've also got uh, an email address, info at lizemidesanimaux.com. If they wish to, to ask for details, we can respond to them, not a problem. We do, well, we do have people all right. over all over the world, actually. Well, I can think of people in the States and definitely the UK and we Australia do. who, who uh, support us. And they have yeah. local fundraising events. They'll have coffee mornings. They'll have race nights. They'll have... Well, this is obviously before before you know COVID struck, but they're still finding innovative ways to raise money to help. Because um, even though um, you know so many things are shut down, sadly, animals keep keep needing us. I mean, there's no stop. They're still here. They still need us. They keep coming in. We have to, and more so probably this year than ever before, because uh, so many people. I mean, France is a bad place for abandoning animals. I think um, it's top of the European League, and this year it's been worse than ever because a lot of people have been in difficulties, and uh, um, and also uh, one big problem was during the the lockdown, cats that were coming up to six months and would normally have been sterilized by those people who were responsible enough to do it. The vets weren't doing sterilizations because they were only doing emergency treatment. So an awful lot of cats got pregnant that actually normally wouldn't have done, which means an awful lot more kittens. So, uh, and we're you know dealing with those now. Wow, amazing. Um, how would you compare yourself to a British organization like the RSPCA? Fairly similar. Uh, fairly similar, a lot smaller. Obviously, we haven't we haven't got the obviously we haven't got the team. We don't have the paid staff, and we don't have the paid staff that they have with the inspectors and whatever. I mean, a lot of most probably most people that help us are retired. But Louise has a full time job, so um, she's doing. And when she says twenty two hours a day, she probably means twenty two hours a day because she has to do it. Um, as well as work but um, a lot of us are early retired or retired and uh, have more have more time but we don't have any paid staff and uh, we don't so we don't have the sort of um, legal framework that the RSPCA have to back them up really with court cases and things. Do you have to but register have, yourself as a charity in France like you do in England? Yes, yes. 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 we are a charity. Yes, okay. yes, yes. All and, right. Uh, well, it's been lovely to talk to you. I uh, wish you all the best for the future. Louise. Thank you very much. Louise, what would you finally say to people listening to this to to uh, encourage them to help you? Uh, if, if, they wish, if they wish to adopt a dog or cat, then please, please contact us. 
Um, so there's seven, seven, seven volunteers working all the time. So there's always somebody here to, to listen and to advise. Um, we definitely, definitely need funds um, to cover all our vet bills, which are getting larger and larger every year. Uh, or if they just want information or, you know, just please contact us. We're, we're here to, to help. That's brilliant. Do you have um, on your website, do you have uh, pictures of the animals that are available? Yes, we do. We have the, the dogs, some cats and kittens and some of the dogs that are currently in foster waiting to be adopted. Uh, we're always updating the website as well, as best as we can, because obviously we're all very busy, different. But so we try and keep it updated. Although in Southwest France, we do rehome animals, cats and dogs, all over France and beyond to the UK. And um, oh, we've had them go to Belgium, Switzerland, whatever. So um, we have a wonderful covoiturage system where volunteers will do a stretch of the journey, link up with someone else. And so we can get, it may take four or five people involved, but we can get a, a dog or a cat from down near Tarb right up to Paris or or Belgium or wherever Even it's going. Even the UK. Or the UK as well. So, so this, um, this, distance, distance isn't a problem for us. We can always exactly. sort out a, yeah. a covoiturage yeah. to, to get the dog yeah. back. Either somebody's traveling back to the UK yeah. or up north, or as Val said, you know, we get couple of people involved and and um, mm. go from there can you help people who want to uh, take their animals across borders we do do give advice and, and help yes i have experience of that yeah vala louise thank you so much for talking to me on human stories uh, your your work is fascinating very worthwhile and i wish you all the best for the future uh, good luck looking after those cats and dogs thank you again Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to get your message across, contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.